welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Um... Welcome back, everyone, to Dad's Daughters and Dollars. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sean, the dad. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and That would make you the daughter. I, I guess so. I, I'm, right. certain, I'm not a son, so I'm definitely a daughter. Um, but hello, everyone. It is so nice to have you all back. And what are we talking about today? Well, first, before we get into what we're talking about, I want to say thank you to Karina, who we heard from. Uh, we're going to get back to you really soon. She said, uh, she sent us an email. Hello, I absolutely loved listening to your podcast. I'm 22 and just graduated, going to an MFA program for acting. Um, she said, uh, I don't really know the basic stuff, but you've helped me, and it's an enjoyable li- listen to you, and I'm taking notes. And that leads into today's episode, which... In general, probably people would say, oh, this is a boring episode, but we're going to talk about actually filling out W-4s, W-2s, 1099s, what those all mean because tax season is coming up in March and April, depending if you're an right. independent and contractor. And we just did ours. We were we were doing the endless maze of, um, I learned QuickBooks for the first time, everybody. Hello. That's right. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Um, but here we are. I'm alive. I came out on the other side. I didn't think I would. But um, yeah, so tax season is upon us. I don't know how early some people start, but at least for us, um, we kind of kind of went through some of that stuff yesterday. Like I pulled out our little, you know, gas book just to keep track of how much gas we're doing and all that stuff. But um, yeah, let's get into it. Because quite frankly, when I was still in college, I remember filling out like W-9s with you and W-2s and just just all the forms. I just remember filling them out with you and always, you know, it had been like my fourth time filling out, you know, said form and right. you would still have to, no, okay, you can put this number here, you know, oh, just skip all of that. Because a lot of it too, you know, I don't want to jump the gun here. A lot of it you can kind of skip, no? Um, Some of it you can. Yeah, there's but just like a lot of things that if it doesn't apply to you, just, you know, leave it blank. So let's get into W-4s and W-2s. Okay. Yeah. So what is that? A W-4, your employer gives you, you fill out, and at the end of the year, they give you back a W-2. So you never fill out a W-2. So it's like a countdown. You start at four, you end at two. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I don't know. That's the only way I can think of it. I'm going to give you an example. So uh, let's say you start working in January, the second week of January of 2020 for a new employer. You're their employee. They say, here's a W-4 form. On this W-4 form, you're supposed to put down how much tax you're supposed to withhold from your paychecks. Mm. So in general, I have a 2021 form here. So it just basically at the top has, you put your first and last name, your address, zip code, and then you check either single or married filed separately, married filing jointly, or you're a head of household. And then if you have nothing else to fill out, it says like if you can skip... Uh, steps two through four if for instance you don't have children you know you're right out of college you don't have any children if you're not married whatever you just skip to the end and you sign it right and that's it yeah I guess the older I get the more of that form I'll end up filling out depending on the situation right so in the past w4s you would put down allowances so the allowances were like you could take an allowance for yourself which means you got more money back in your paycheck 
You could take an allowance if you were married, if you had a child. You could take an allowance if you thought, I want more money back in my check, and therefore I'd get less of a tax return. But the W-4 is the employer gives you at the beginning of the year, you're the employee, you fill it out, and then they take that, and that's how much tax they decide to take out of your check. So they take that tax and they send it to the federal government and the state and Social Security and various other people. Gotcha. All right. A W-2 is now the year 2020 is done. And let's say you made $1,000 a week times 52 weeks, so $52,000. You told them in the second week of January when you filled out your W-4, these are what I have, you know, this is how much you're going to deduct from me. You don't give them an exact number, but they just based on tax uh, tables that the IRS has. When you fill it out and you just skip down to the bottom and sign it, they're going to probably take out the maximum so that the federal government gets enough tax. So let's say out of the $1,000 a week, they were taking $300 and sending it to the federal government. Yeah, that's a big chunk. So you would take 52 times 300. And when you get your W-2 at the end, it would say, well, you made 52,000 total. Right. We sent... 300 times 52 to the federal government. So that's 15,000 plus. Right. Right. And it'll say, we sent so much to Social Security. We sent so much to the state. We sent so much to Medicare, to... um, Yeah, all the different ways they divide it up. Exactly. And so the W-4 is something you fill out at the top of the year, and the W-2 is what you get back. And you should get it back in January of the next year. So and if you had a job for all of 2020 with one employer, in 2021, they would send you a W-2 that had all the totals. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So you don't fill out a W-2. The W-2 is something get, you get from the employer at the end of the year, usually at the beginning of the next year, that you then give to your accountant to file your taxes. Got it. Because the W-2 has to go to the government. And if that W-2 has the totals that says you made 52000 you paid X amount in federal tax, they want to make sure that you, your accountant's writing the right things down on the on the tax form. Yeah, or just if you end up fill, filling out your own taxes too. Right. But yeah. So in the past, they used to have allowances. And in 2017, there was the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, and they did away with allowances. So now they have for single tax payers and married individuals filing separately, the standard deduction is 12400 for 2020. So that means if you made $20,000, 12400 of, of that salary is not taxable. So only 8000 would be? Approximately. Would that put someone in a different tax bracket or no, that doesn't necessarily do that? Well, it potentially could, but I'm, I'm saying... Instead of having all these allowances and exemptions and deductions and stuff like that, they took that all away and said, okay, you get 12400 as a person. Interesting. So, so me, maybe, you know, I think there's probably at least a handful of people straight out of college who, like, definitely maybe aren't making the peak of their careers yet because of the pandemic. Right. And maybe they're not making that much. Those, like, I can still deduct you know, 12,400, but I can't, you know, from here on out say, oh, I'm Caitlin. I would like, and this doesn't necessarily actually truly apply to me, but hypothetically I can't put, oh, like I want 
seven deductions because I want more of the money up front. And then if I end up paying a little bit of tax or I just get less back because I'm still not, I'm not making a whole bunch here. <laughs> um, that That's interesting how it, I wonder how much people are losing. Like someone who makes maybe 80 a year gets 12,400, but if they put no, more deductions, like what situation would someone be saving more in? Like, I don't know that 12,400 across the board helps everyone. I can't say fully, you know, some people is certainly benefit and some people, some people believe that the tax act of 2017 was pretty much favoring rich people. So like people who are making $400,000 more a year, they they were benefiting more from the tax stuff than were the other people. But mm. if you're married, you get twelve thousand four hundred a person. So that would be twenty four thousand eight hundred. Okay. For twenty twenty, that you get to take off your taxes, and let's say as a couple, you each made fifty thousand. So out of a hundred thousand, twenty four thousand eight hundred, nearly twenty five thousand dollars is not taxable. Okay. So that's that's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So when you get a W two, it tells you how much tax your employer withheld from you this past year. And then that is compared with the IRS to see that the numbers match. And like what when was in the process of making it match, that's when some people get that like money back. Well, exactly. But I mean, the IRS wants to make sure that you are, whatever numbers your employee is reporting is what's being reported on your tax return that you and your accountant do at the end of the year. Right. So an employee is legally required to send you a W-2 form every to every employee every year, anybody who made any salary or wages. Um, they usually send you early, like January, maybe February of the following year, and it says that's a summary of the previous year. So, for example, I think maybe it was a week ago, um, my mom told me, Hey honey, like you got a, you got a, you know, financial check or, you know, something for you, you got something in the mail that seems pretty important from NFL. And I said, Oh really? Why? And then I thought back to it. I technically worked two events for the NFL in January of 2020 before everything shut down. And I didn't W two from them. Yeah. And so I, I, it's cause I literally worked one playoff game that was in January. And then I worked, um, uh, like a Super Bowl party, and that was that was it. It was yeah. So they they had to say what was the total the NFL paid you for the year twenty twenty, and someplace in early twenty twenty one, they sent you a W two and said this is the summary of what for, you worked for us. for my two days of work. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if you had thirteen thirty nine employees. It doesn't matter. Every one of them has to send you a W two that says how much you made. From the previous year so that your taxes can be reported properly. Yeah. So that makes sense. So a W-4 is what you receive if you're an employee. A W-2 is what they return to you to say what's the summary of everything that happened during the previous year. Right. Okay. All right. So now let's talk about 1099s. So a 1099 is, is used by tax writers to provide the IRS information for all the different types of income they they earned outside of regular salary. So So I'm going to give you an example. Like a birthday? Yeah, sorry, just no. you do it. <laughs> for if you have investments, which you do. You have a brokerage account. So any um dividends or interest that you earn will come on a 1099 form. So Schwab, which oh. we have, 
Yes. So did Schwab send us one already? They didn't send it, but I know for a fact it's coming this Friday. Because he talks to them all the time. He's, he like calls them up late at night. He's like, Schwab, what are you doing? <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, Schwab. Hi, Charles. Like, what are you doing tonight? Like, what do you, do you want to like grab some food or something? We can talk about like 1099. Want to watch an NBA game and talk 1099s? <laughs> no. It's I, only really funny because it's like about 30% true. Um. <laughs> Listen, I know this because I received an email saying I'm getting the 1099s. Oh, will be online on Friday. I thought you called, you know, whoever and said, Hey, so I just want to make sure like it's coming on Friday, right? You said it was coming on Friday. I just need to make sure it was coming on Friday. Like, oh, sir, actually, maybe it'll come on Thursday. You'll be like, great, it's I coming on Thursday. That. No, okay. I just, you, you call them and sometimes I, I've memorized the hold um, voice. Like when the, the voice that puts you on hold on Schwab, this is such a tangent. I'm very sorry, you guys. <laughs> the, the hold voice on Schwab, I have like memorized it's, inflections and tones because i've heard it so often even right. even like when i call or even just when you know i hear them on the phone with you but so 1099s are for investments are they for no they're, or, they're for anything that's outside of regular income okay but so, so that does include investments is all i'm saying correct that's what you had said so far so anything outside of regular income you go and and you're working for i don't know Starbucks and you're the manager of a Starbucks and you make X amount of salary a year. But because you're also a photographer, you got paid four times during the year to take somebody's like engagement photos. Right. And each one of those times you made a thousand dollars, she made $4,000. You're going to get 1099 for that $4,000. So the IRS wants to know, well, you made X for the year at Starbucks, but we want to know what you made outside of it. So here's your investment income comes on the 1099. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime you make over $600, you got to be issued a 1099 by the person who paid you. Oh. So like, for instance, I know you shot uh, like some pregnancy photos this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. You didn't make over 600 on that. But if you had, that person would have had to give you a 1099. It, wow. Yes, I know. Every once in a while, I like when you say wow because you learn something new. No, it's just like, am I going to have to demand that when no, gigs no, start getting more expensive? The bottom line is a 1099 is not something that gets filed with your taxes. The 1099 is something that gets sent to the IRS and you get a copy in case you ever got audited. All the IRS wants to know is, if this is your regular income, thanks. You put it on your w you know, came out on your W-2 and your account and put it in there. Right. But if you made any money outside of that, any 1099 income, which would be as a freelancer, investment income, any miscellaneous income from being self-employed, there's like income can also come from uh, what's called a 1099-R when you're starting to distribute money from retirement accounts. So you you brought in money. You know, so you, let's say you brought in some retirement money, but you also made some money that was like a royalty or something like that. All of that's 1099 income because it's outside of when you were just an employee. It, it's sort of like freelance work. Got it. Self-employed work. Um, so a 1099, that's coming in the mail s soon. And is that something... Well, it'll be online so I can just go online and print it. Okay, but so... 
I just to clear it up, is there anything you have to fill out or is it more just like no, the IRS? It's, it's just, like just a kind of a, like a record. It's strictly like when uh, people keep seven years of their taxes, they're keeping their 1099s probably. Correct. But and you're keeping your W-2s, et cetera. But the IRS considers Form 1099 just an information return. Right. So if you guys are doing freelance work. Don't cheat on your taxes. Let us know what you made for the year on freelance work. Right. But so, okay. So for people who are my age, who are trying to invest $20 a month, maybe it's even a hundred dollars a month because, you know, they're not going out to restaurants. They're not, you know, spending as much still, and they're really committed to doing it and they invest, you know, in whatever they'll get a 1099 from the IRS by the end of the year. Correct. Wow. Okay. So that's good to know for everyone who's well, trying to first time invest. Let's say you were even just, uh, you have a savings account at Bank of America. Mm-hmm. And it, by the end of the year, you made $18 in interest. They have to send you a 1099 for the $18 in interest. What? So you That's have, a lot of paperwork for you $18. To, you have to report the interest. Interesting. Right? And so when you make money on a brokerage account, you have to report that as like dividends, which is basically interest on investing in these companies. Right. Do you have to report it on your retirement? So you have a Roth IRA? No. You get to not report any of the income you make on a retirement account. And at the very end... So you said income you make on a retirement account. You just basically mean how much it grows? Correct. Okay. Well, that's income. That is income. I just don't see it. It's interest and dividends. Yes. I don't directly see that as... Like, I know it is income, but I just, like, it's a hard time to view it as income because it's just, like, growth. That's just, because that's just what happens. Well, but let's say you just have your regular bank account at Bay of A that made $18. That's considered growth. You do have to pay that. But on a retirement account, you do not have to pay it if it's a Roth. So, let me just ask this as well because you just got me thinking because I entered it all into QuickBooks the other day. Um, The... Do you get sent multiple 1099s depending on how many different accounts you have that are growing? Like I have a physical checking account. No, I just, it's, it's just for the ones that, the brokerage account that's taxable. Okay. Cause I have a, what? I think that was my, yeah, it was my Schwab. And I make every month I make two cents in interest. Right. So if, I mean, I guess that's technically... No. Oh, no. Okay, well, that's me, separate. Let me explain it. You have, I know, a Roth IRA with Schwab, and you also have a brokerage account. If in the brokerage account you made some dividends, because the brokerage account is taxable. Right. And they want you to pay the tax each year on how much you made that year. So if you had $1,000 invested and you made $110, and then in interest, because each month they give you a little bit of interest, and let's say it was $0.10, cents, so by the end of the year, you made $1.20 in interest, but you made $110 in dividends. You would add those two things up, so $110 plus, what, $1.20. So $111.20 you would have to pay tax on. Interesting. Right? Now, you have a Roth IRA. The money that's gone in there, you've already paid tax on because, let's say, you made $1,000. After taxes, your check was $680. Of that $680, because you've already paid tax on the 1000 you took $100 and put in your Roth every month. Because you've already paid tax on it, you'll never pay tax on it ever again. Right. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, 
He could talk about Roth IRAs forever. Isn't one of our episodes, Why My Dad Wants, wants to, to Marry, marry a, Roth a Roth IRA? Yeah. Yes. If anyone I, hasn't listened to that yet, you know, well, go listen, check it out. <laughs> for someone my age, a Roth IRA is good. For someone your age, it's spectacular. Yes, his time is your best friend. Um, but so that's, I did not know that about 1099s because basically anyone who starts investing early or if by chance you're my age or maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, and the GameStop thing got you invested, I mean, literally and figuratively in trying to find out, oh, well, you know, could I do this? Like if anyone can do this, can I do this? And maybe you actually started, you know, trying to consistently invest or you're going to take, you know, I'm just, I'm putting in $200. I'm by the end of the year, $200 will be in there, whether it's a hundred up front and then it's putting in the rest of the hundred for the year. However you choose to do it, that a 1099 will be coming your way in the mail. So let me just ask the logistical question of this, and I don't know how much more you have left, but That's it. the, oh, okay. Well, so the logistical question I have is I am investing with Vanguard, right? Correct. And I bought $10 with of something and I invested, I don't even know if you can do that small of amount, but, and I invested it, you know, in X place. Vanguard is responsible for making sure that's filed like me investing that money is filed properly so that the IRS sends me a 1099. Right. Okay. Right. So. Yeah. So like, for instance, I told you on Friday, Schwab will send me it or it'll be online the 1099. So that'll say how much I invested during the year, how much interest and dividends I made. And then the, the government will say, well, uh, based on that interest and dividends, you owe us so much in taxes. Gotcha. Make well, sense? yeah. So then I'm, I'll be curious to see what our 1099 say. Because that's just like a surprise, I guess. I mean, if some people's 1099s are just like a nice review of all of the numbers, it'll, it, you know, you can see how much you've made. Right. So that's nice because I generally have no, like I've, you know, I've invested what I can and what I feel like I should, but uh, I have no idea what I make from year to year. And I've also never, I think I'm at this age still where you just kind of take the 1099 and you're just like, okay, we're going to file it away. Like in case the IRS ever wants to, you know, knock on our door and say hi. Um, But I'm like curious to look at it this year. So yeah. Okay. Friday. Let's, I'm ready to roll. And here, I want to know what it is. You know how I, you said I call up Charles Schwab and say, Hey, do you want to watch a game tonight and talk 1099s? (laughs) The 1099s coming on Friday. So our tax appointment is Saturday. So I planned that. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully so that means, it does come on Friday if there's that no That means delays. when I do my taxes on Saturday with my accountant, I will have all the information he needs and probably within 45 minutes to an hour, he'll be able to say, oh, you're getting this back. You owe a little bit of tax, whatever. Well, fingers crossed. It's like a long extended drum roll. Drum roll. Um. I don't know if anyone heard me doing that on the table, but um, that was interesting. I mean, I, I, I do want to say this. I will link to W2, W4 forms on our podcast on, on the, uh, in the notes section. I'll link to 1099 forms, W2, W4, and how to fill them out in our uh, notes of this podcast. Cool. Yeah. So if anyone is, you know, wants a physical written out recap of the basics and how and how to fill them out and what exactly they all mean yeah well especially because there's no deductions anymore because had we not done this podcast i would have just kept putting 
deductions and I wouldn't have known what was uh, wrong. I have to correct you. You said there's no deductions. That's not true. You get that 12,400 in deductions. And then if you owned a business, you could have other deductions. But saying you're just an individual who's an employee, you don't have allowances anymore. Allowances okay. are, yeah. are different than deductions. Allowances, like the only thing I know about filling out a, it's a countdown, so it's a W-4. <laughs> I just had to do it in my head. The, the employer thing, gives you W-4. At the end of the year, they give you back a W-2. Right, cool. W-4. So there's just no W-3. Let's just excuse that. But it's still technically a countdown. So W-4, I'm filling out. The only reason, the only way I'd know how to fill it out is that, like the one thing I remember is that either where it says allowances, you can put kind of, you know, not, not nine, but, here's the thing. but here's, seven, here, but that doesn't apply anymore. Correct. On the new forms as of 2020, and if you, I'll, I'll link the 2021 form in our notes. Does it just not physically have a place for allowances there anymore? No There's no place, box? Zero place for allowances. Wow. Yes. That's part of the new tax law of 2017. I mean, like. So I don't want to make this complex, Bottom line is W-4 is if you're an employee, your employer gives it to you. When you first become an employee, you fill it out. It, it gives you an estimate of how much they're supposed to take out of your uh, paycheck each month. At the end of the year, which is really the beginning of the next year, they'll give you a summary in a W-2 of exactly what you made during that right, year yeah. for that employer. We, yeah, I'm just, I, they removed the box. It's They took it away? Yeah, it's okay. And they said, here's 12400 as a... Uh, you're getting to duck from your taxes. Mm. All right. So I think that's about it. We will get back to our friend Karina. We will email you back. We've both been very busy. Yes. But uh, we love your email saying that you love the podcast and you listen and you're learning a lot and you're and taking notes. For anyone else who has questions, feel free to go to dadsdaughtersanddollars.com. There email is, us. Yeah. There's a little comment. Leave us a note section. Uh, there's, I don't even... There's an, there's an about page if you've just started joining us and you want to know <laughs> what we're about. about. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening. And we hope that... Uh, you learned something. Yeah, you learned something. I certainly did. Please subscribe and leave a, a comment. Yes. We'd love please, to hear from you. Please subscribe. Uh, I don't know... Yeah, I guess leave comments. Um, I'm just thinking of the format of this. It's like a YouTube video. I was like... Not yet. Um, but uh, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.